If you're looking to elevate your personal brand, then appearing on a podcast can really help you reach an audience that would be potentially difficult for you to find or be in front of otherwise. My guest today, Joseph Schrinwald, is uh, an expert in getting people onto elite podcasts and ensure that their message resonates and leaves an impact. I think you're really going to find a lot of Joseph's insights and suggestions really helpful if guesting on other podcasts is something that is of interest to you. And I would strongly encourage you to take a look at it as a way of building your personal brand in the real estate business. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are, because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. Now, back to the show. Joseph, thank you for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I think in a lot of people's minds, podcasting's, I think a lot, well, not a lot of people, but I, I do hear from people that they say, well, kind of podcasting's over. You know, that's, it's saturated. There's too many podcasts. What would you say to people that, that think that and why should real estate investors and real estate professionals consider podcasting as a way to build their brand? First of all, thank you so much, Paul, to be on your World Life podcast. This is really a true privilege to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Now, I would say it's like I worked a long time for the newspaper in the newspaper industry, actually 15 years in Latin America. So I'm from Austria. Now I'm in Spain. I lived like, I worked 15 years in the newspaper industry in Latin America. And there was always in the big conferences, it was at the death of the newspaper, the death of the newspaper. Why? Because there was the internet, right? And before that, there was the test of the radio, right? Because there was the television. So we have to really cl clearly uh, distinguish when we look at podcasting, podcast casting as a marketing strategy, we have to distinguish between generally a marketing channels and what a certain marketing channel, when you distinguish them, is really good for it. So podcasting, Podcast guesting, when you go on a tour and leverage other people's audiences, or you do it as a podcast host and you uh, do it for your own co-branding or branding or your influencer and you get paid for it, whatever, that is a unique media and that is excellent for solopreneurs. Right. And it will not go away and it will be not saturated ever because there are always new podcasts coming in and, new, and they're going out. And there are only 3 million right now altogether, and there are only 400,000 of those are interview-based. Mm. And then we have only 40,000, like your fine podcast, one of those 40,000, which are like really consistently having new episodes and they are diligently working on growing their audiences and they are focused. So, you know, we're not talking about that, those podcasts who come in all the time, new ones, and they are not necessarily focused on one topic so they cannot really attract a nice base of subscribers who are interested consistently in this topic to learn more while they're driving the car to the office. Right. 
So it's not, they're not like segregated, never. I don't think so. Right. We're still reading newspapers. We're still listening to radio. Right. That's, that's very true. And I don't think most people realize, even though there are what, four plus million podcasts, that such a small number are actually consistently getting content out there and have a, enough of an audience that they're, they're getting kind of traction and, and continue to get attention. Yes. I think for me, it's a magic medium because, you know, you, you can really tune in to experts from all over the world and on any topic. And it's so de such a democracy, right? Also, and you find your favorite ones in sports, in business, in marketing, music, whatever, and fantastic medium. Okay. So, you know, it's, I really love this kind of medium podcast, podcasting. And I, th I think podcast guesting is the one great marketing channel for people who are interested in building their personal brand. Why? Because you get 45 minutes, 50 minutes to talk about yourself and people will remember you with this name and your expertise. And that's what is planning, what's planning all about, right? Right. So, and I think that's important to, for people to understand that they don't need to start their own podcast. It, it's more of a case of, you know, because that's quite a, a job in itself. But to go and guest on podcasts and position yourself is the way to get exposure. So if we've got somebody that's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, I'd like to be a guest on the podcast. What are the first things that you suggest somebody considers doing when they're trying to get out there and, and get, a, get invited to, to be on a show? Unless they have a lot of time and don't have many clients. So they should be actually, if they have clients. And they have probably better use of time than pitching themselves to the podcast. Okay. But they still should inform themselves about how it, what is the best, what are the best strategies, methodologies to find the best podcast in their wider niche. So you need to know about this, of course, before you hire somebody to do it. You can also train your own assistant or your secretary, but that's all a learning curve, right? I mean, if you want to go to average podcast, I would just go to podcast matching services. Right. If you want to go to average podcast, you can just choose a, an agency from the Philippines. They put you on 50 podcasts a year, but each time it's a roll of dice, you will do, be there and will say, is somebody listening to this or am I just talking with the podcast host? Right. So, you know, if you want to really reach and, and use it, reach the top podcasts and you want to use it for brand building, it's not a good idea to go on the average podcast because if you're already like a thought leader, if you're already you know, you have some kind of elite professionalist and expertise, and you want to be known for being the top, one of the top people, then it hurts you actually to be interviewed by somebody who doesn't ask you poignant questions, who is always kind of spaced out. And, and the whole conversation is leading nowhere. So you want to actually be certain that you are, when you're going to podcast tour, to be on podcasts where the professionalism of the podcast host is absolutely there. And it will reflect back to you. You will always talk differently about your experience. And so, so you mentioned podcast tour. So is your suggestion that rather than just randomly go out and just try and be on a few podcasts, even if they're high performing podcasts, that you actually more consciously build like a, whether it's a whether or not you're launching something, but actually have a, a kind of series of podcasts that you're going to appear on in a space of time 
Yeah, I would, you know, I like to go into niche podcasts, but if they only have like a thousand or even less listeners, I would rather uh, suggest to my clients to go on top level podcasts, which are more on a general audience. However, the audience will be in there if they reach 10,000, 50,000, and sometimes there are episodes that reach half a million. And if you go consistently on very big ones and you get like over a million listeners in a year, because you have 20 or 30 podcast appearances, then you will always reach your audience. But uh, if you only go to the small okay. ones, right, they are not bad. I mean, sometimes they're really great also, but they're really focused. But who knows? I mean, I talk about podcast guesting, right? And I look now with somebody who is an expert in branding, in marketing. Right. So it's actually not about podcast. It's a, not in the podcast industry. I'm not getting interviewed by people who know a lot about podcasting right. because I don't like that because there are the podcast, you know, those incredible conferences. Everybody talks podcasts. They even run around with the headsets, you know. And I don't want to even talk to them. They know everything anyway. I right. like to go to other 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 audiences where they are interested, like real estate, your audience, investors, your audience, where they are interested from the outside in. And they say, I can learn something there with Paul Copcut and his guest. Why? Because I'm interested in building my personal brand with podcast guesting. It sounds interesting to me that I can leverage other people's audiences, reach a million people in a year, and talk about my experts, always talk about my experts. People will remember my name and they will come to me. And do you suggest that people keep it, keep things geographically focused as well? So, you know, and I'm thinking for the real estate investor who's here in Canada, for example, you know, North America would be an obvious market, but it probably doesn't make sense to go and be a guest on a UK podcast or an Australian podcast because they tend to be regionally focused. Yes, definitely. There is a distinction, you know, I mean, it depends particularly real estate, but if you wrote a book on real estate and you have a thought, you are a thought leader on real estate, then the English speaking podcasts, they are going all over the world. The books will be bought from people from India and Japan because the English is the business language all over the world. And they are listening. I know this for sure. Like in India, they're listening all these top level business leadership podcasts. They were interested in it. Then they have their own, a few of but they wouldn't be international because they're very idiosyncratic. They are just really for India. However, a podcast is really like a good podcast in English that they are listened to in Germany, they are listened to in Africa, they are listened to everywhere. Hmm. Now they don't think, uh, no, I, I don't think anymore that I would have to offer these services for German speaking podcasts for, let's say, on a topic of spirituality. Like I have this kind of clients spirituality and business leadership and marketing. So I would say that it's really not necessarily the language, even, you know, the language is not that thing, but the, the region can be, because if you have like a local business and you're like in one state in America, or you go sometimes to another state and another one, maybe you have three states, it does not help you. As you said, if you go on a podcast in England. Right. So you mentioned thought leadership. What, what do you, what if somebody is, is thinking, well, I really don't have anything different to say, you know, they've been successful. They've built a successful portfolio, for example. How do you help people kind of uncover what it is that's unique about themselves that, that they can then put forward to a, a podcast host that's going to be interested enough to bring them on? Yeah. It's what you bring to the table of discussion. What you bring to the table of discussion is something unique. That this table of discussion, there is already a discussion about this topic, right? But let's say real estate. But what do you bring uniquely to this, to the conversation? 
And that is absolutely your own experience, your own deep expertise, your framework. And that has to be very, that is your brand, right? That is very, must be very unique. If you talk, let's say, like we talk about lifestyle coaches. I mean, there's so many lifestyle coaches out there. And there are podcasts about lifestyle coaching. But if you don't have that particular niched and niche down expertise in it, let's say you're talking about booster syndrome, booster syndrome, limiting beliefs, or whatever, that's where you're good at, right? So that covers nearly, that goes to lifestyle coaching, but it's not about lifestyle coaching, but it fits in there. Right. That's also the same probably with investing and real estate. If you talk about things, there are so many people talking about it, then they are not differentiated. You have to, even if the people talk about certain subjects really well, they still have certain weaknesses in there and you can find that out and you can fill that weakness. Do you find, do you find that the bigger podcasts and the hosts there tend to like to have their own format or do they appreciate a guest coming and saying, you know, these are the questions you could ask me. These are the topics I can cover. How much does a guest kind of influence the direction of the, uh, the conversation and how much is the host following their kind of format and the way that they want to do it? We're just going to take a quick break from the show. Are you tired of the hassle of managing your own short-term vacation rental property? Look no further than Travelux, your full-service, hands-off vacation rental management solution. At Travelux, we take care of everything, so you can sit back, relax, and watch your investment thrive. Our team of experts handles everything from guest communications, listing optimization, to cleaning, maintenance, and more, ensuring your property is always in top-notch condition and attracting new bookings. Travelux has made owning our vacation rental a stress-free experience, especially since we live out of country and only visit the property a few times each year. Join our satisfied homeowners and investors who trust Travelux to maximize their rental income and provide them peace of mind. Travelux currently operates in numerous cities throughout Ontario, Alberta, Nova Scotia, and British Columbia, managing over 55 premium and luxury properties. Get started today with a free potential revenue report to see how your property may perform as a vacation rental. To claim this free offer, visit travelux.ca. That's T-R-A-V-E-L-L-U-X-E dot C-A. Or call 289-273-3822. Travelux, your partner in stress-free vacation rental management. And now, back to the episode. Well, it's kind of a law, of, a law of attraction thing, right? I mean, when we position, when I position a guest, they already accomplished people usually. And when I position them, they have this bio, which is incompletely coherent with the topics they are fascinating interviewees on, the topics, the bio. And then that goes together why I chose this podcast, because this podcast is about this, right? And they would appreciate this kind of dialogue and conversation. And then when they accept it, that means already they really think about their own audience. They think about themselves. This is interesting. We want that person on our podcast. So that there's a lot of, there's a lot of things which are kind of attraction thing, right? Right. And if they're not attractive, if it's not attractive, then it's not happening. Right. You might think it is a, I'm the perfect guest for this. I'm the perfect guest on the Chovel and experience podcast. Of course, you know, I think so. Everybody thinks so probably, or many <laughs> people think so, but. He doesn't talk about certain, not about my topic. You know, right. He doesn't talk about this. And 
So, but when someone is really interested, either if it's established podcast, let's say we talk about uh, active podcast, which has like a rank, global rank. This is, you know, a listen notes has this global rank. They get it from Apple podcast, wherever. They help us a little bit. There are indicators to make sure that it's a good podcast. So there's this, let's say 3%, 5%, 3% up to 0.5, 0.01%. And there, that's where you want to be talking. Because there, there is a good amount of audience there. They sometimes are in the iTunes. When you go to Chatterbook, they're in the iTunes a top 100 list or a top 300 list at least. Right. Because otherwise you're losing your time. You're wasting your time basically. Unless you really like, you know, to talk and unless the new podcast, they really enjoy this. And I like everybody starts out somewhere, right? But if you already writing your third book, you know, and you don't have that much time, to be wasted and you want to have just to put your headset on and talk every week or every two weeks about your expertise to get more traction even for your thought leadership which you already have established but you still need to do this all the time then you wouldn't want to go on an average podcast so that is very important i think that to keep in mind right and when you're thinking about so okay but somebody successfully goes on a, a big podcast what are the things that you and i realize that I'm kind of talking about kind of marketing pieces, but what are the things that you recommend a guest does with that afterwards? What, how do they get, how do they get coverage and obviously get the long tail uh, yes. effect from it? Yes. Yeah, Paul, that's you know, the benefits are great. And what you're just talking about right now is the incredible opportunity to have a content marketing strategy. And it's very easy. Now with AI, with artificial intelligence, you get already websites where I have somebody's doing it for my clients, but they can use AI. And you're going to give this uh, great video, you upload it. It's getting formatted for all the different uh, formats on LinkedIn, for t Twitter, for Facebook notice. Just a minute, just a highlight. You get of one interview, like our interview, you can get up to 10 small uh, clips. And the funny thing is this, when you, get, when you post them and, you know, you get a certain perception. There is a very important perception if you want to establish yourself more and more as a thought leader or go to X. The myth of podcast casting is that the podcast hosts invite you because you are famous, but they don't usually do that until you have, until a podcast host has like a discussion where you only need these university professors and this book, these people are really like intellectually completely on that topic, then he wants them. But usually all this business leadership and guys and this uh, uh, thought leaders and transformational coaches and spiritual gurus, whatever you have, they usually pitch through somebody. So they get, they get on the podcast because they actually actively seek that marketing channel out, out. And then the perception, however, on the social media uh, platforms is, wow, again, this Joseph Schindler, you know, one media clip. He got invited by an incredible podcast about branding now. And personally, fantastic, you know. And then he got invited by, uh, by a Glenister, uh, Gordon Glenister, let's say leadership. This is more like influence, influencer things. And then he gets invited, he gets invited on a, on another marketing or business podcast. So they have this perception now that you are continuously invited because you are such a great expert on it. And if you cut off cut out those podcast uh, episodes and make five clips of it. And you have like, say, 20 or 30 podcast interviews in a year, which is not so difficult. You get like two in a month, right? 
I think my mathematics is higher. That would be 24 <laughs> years. Right. Then you have so much content to put out on your uh, social media. It's incredible. You will have every other day some content out there from this podcast. And, uh, and you choose only the best, of course. But you will always talk differently about your expertise because the hosts, they ask poignant questions and then they reflect back to you. You have to answer differently. You cannot always, you cannot have a cookie cutter answer. So ultimately, this is the best you can do because otherwise you go on a podcast tour and you don't even know sometimes when they are published because the podcast hosts, they think mostly, you know, he will discover it. But, and you can, of course, you can go to listen notes and you will see your podcasts all the time. However, measurement or what is the return on investment and all this and why do I do this, that goes away. So in a sense, you will get clients. You will have, if you have a good ecosystem of profitability, you will get clients. You will fill up your retreats. You will sell more books. You will get clients for coaching. Absolutely. If you go on good podcasts, they're, they're really your audience. You will get that. It's a good return on investment. However, you will be perfectly positioned for a successful podcasting tour if you have, let's say, an assistant or you outsource this and somebody does that consistently, you've been on a podcast, it's published, let's get that video, let's get that, uh, uh, let's get those highlights from this podcast and publish it on social media platforms, all your social media platforms. And that is only like a minute. And that's the last thing I want to say there is when you post a whole interview, an entire interview on, let's say, LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, these people don't, they are not there to listen to an hour, half an hour of a podcast recording. Right. They sure. are there for other purposes. Facebook, the same thing. Twitter, the same thing. However, if you have just one minute, and even if they just see that picture of that one minute clip and a little bit the better, that gives now that impression, which is opposite of the myth, which I explained earlier, the myth. It's now, wow, this expert was invited again and then again, he's the go-to expert. Otherwise, he wouldn't be invited all the time. Now, they also listen to this one minute. That's fine. If they're really interested, they will go to the big link and go to the podcast. Right. And usually the people who only listen to the whole episode, these are the ones who are subscribed to the podcast. They are really podcast listeners. And they are fantastic, fantastic audiences because they have high net worth, net value. They are, you know, intellectually high standards. I mean, it's a great audience. But I, I hope I, I, I answered it and not too long, but it's a content marketing strategy. You should not ignore it. It's really powerful. powerful. I, I think you've, there's, there's three things I, I want to pick up from what you've just shared. And one is, I think you answered the question that I, that I asked earlier, or kind of underlined the question I asked earlier, which was about, should you provide a list of questions? And what I'm hearing is probably not at least. Well, ideally what you want is different hosts asking you different questions in different ways so that you have different content. So I think that was a really good point that you make there. You have and to then, trust it. You have to trust it. You know, you have to trust it. It's like, you know, playing cards. You cannot enjoy playing cards if you would know all the cards already. Right. You know, you like that play because it's like life, right? You get cards served. And when you're on a podcast, you get cards served and you should be you should have so much self-confidence that you say, well, I enjoyed this, that I don't know what the host is asking me, but when he's asking me, I will enjoy it. Right. And then I think the other thing that, that was really striking that people should pay attention to is it's not worrying about how many downloads happened on that episode because it's the content marketing that comes out of it. Yes. That gives you a wider reach, a right, wider opportunity to get clients, even if they never listen to the whole podcast and they just 
catch that one minute snippet. Yes, but just fixate it more on the audience and the downloads. Then you oversee these factors. What you just said that important is that you talk with that host, and that is very important. You have a conversation, and you can use it in your marketing in in in, in the content marketing also. But at the same time, I mean, we we, we enjoy great conversations, you know. Right, and uh, it will. It usually is a good podcast. Then you can look also at the uh, other guests, if there have been really quite other nice, good other guests, then you can be sure it's a good podcast also. But then you can look at that. You should look at everything, really. I do look at about 12 indicators. You want to be on a podcast which is established and has good audience and good download numbers. But, you know, I, I think you should also have an eye on the podcast host. This is a personality. This is an expert has written a book, is an expert in this or that. Like you in branding and marketing and investing in real estate, then you know this will be a good conversation. Right. And the other thing, the third thing I picked up from what you were sharing was the importance of having somebody working with you, helping you on this whole process. Because, you know, following up with, with hosts and asking for the video and asking for the content afterwards and everything is very time consuming. And what I've noticed as a host, which really surprised, it continues to surprise is how many guests don't promote the episode afterwards. And, yes. And I don't know if you have an, an insight into why that is and, and whether it's just because they're busy and they forget or, but, you know, you go through all that effort <laughs> of trying to be on a podcast and then you don't do anything with it afterwards, which just blows yes. me away. Which is a thank you also to the host. He invited you, you know, he invited you. He took the time, he formats the thing. And he didn't ask you any money because he probably has to pay something to his assistant to get this formatted, maybe two hundred dollar cost, whatever. And now you do nothing. So I think it would be a, a good way to say thank you. I have now five clips. I put this all on my social media. I refer it back to the host. It will be always like tagged, you know, it goes also to you. You can say something, you know, it was interesting conversation. So that would be a wonderful thank you afterwards. Why they don't do it, yeah. I, I can only tell you that, that the thought leaders, the good ones, they see the value, the asset they've created, they, they do it. Right. But then again, some people, they just have short-sighted views and they just see, I was on a podcast, I was interviewed and it's going out and I don't have to do anything, which is, a, which is a, in a sense, it's true because the podcast, the platforms that do all the marketing by themselves, you get links right. from the show notes to your website, there are a lot of benefits, but people really underestimate this content marketing strategy with your social media account where you just put like one minute nice video little music and all the time new podcasts and all the time new hosts and they ask you you give answer this is so powerful i don't i cannot tell you exactly what this kind of human behavior is why they <laughs> why they are not grateful and why they don't see the opportunity themselves in it i don't know right yeah it it does astound me so what else do you advise people to do when it comes to to guest podcasting, is there anything else, any, any other insights that you would offer? No, first of all, do it. You know, I, I also want podcasts here. Yeah? I mean, I do what I preach. I know what it means. It means in one year, you're reaching hundreds of thousands of people for your business. So, you know, when you have expertise and you have written a book and you have, uh, uh, when you have it, otherwise forget, don't do it, but you can do it for the fun of it, but you have to have an ecosystem of profitability and marketing funnel. So each time you go somewhere, people come afterwards because the podcast hosts ask you 
So how can people get a hold of you? It was a very interesting discussion. We learned a lot from you, had a lot of takeaways, but what is it now when people want to reach out to you or they want to continue the relationship with you or want to use your services or buy some stuff you offer? Now then it's the website and then people come into an ecosystem of profitability. And that's measure. You can measure it actually. Sometimes it's very important to just say maybe, yeah, I have this 50% discount on this product. Just mention four. Right. When you come and sign up because you get the 50%. That's the code. So then you can measure it. But otherwise, how do you measure all these things? You know, people always want to measure everything, but you have to think about how to measure it. And so, yes, that, that is what I would say here. And do, do you ever recommend that your clients advertise on podcasts? Well, uh, for me, the question is often if they want to stay, because mm-hmm. there are podcasts that get very high in ranking, like yep. 0.01 or 0.5%, which is a huge download numbers. And they say, well, you know what? I have done this for a long time. I have 600 episodes. I've worked my butt off, you know, and now I want to cut from this, you know, this Joseph earns money, gets 200 bucks per episode. You know, he, he brings me the client. I want something else. I just got $500. Why? Because if you don't do it, then you will have to wait one year. You will be on a waiting list. If you want to go on that podcast right away, pay me $500. You will be VIP and you will be there. I can understand it. I can understand. And I said, I leave my clients, I leave them the options, you know, mm. they can do it if they yes. want, but I can also get them other podcasts. I mean, I don't charge for this kind of, if it's not happening, then it's not happening. Yeah, man. Okay. So a couple of questions I like to ask uh, guests before we kind of wrap up and let people know where they can find out more from you and your services. Who is a favorite personal brand, an individual that you like? Yeah, there are many, but I think the best one for me, the funniest one, and I talked on television about it because I was many times on television when I was in Latin America and in Buenos Aires, there was Virgin uh, uh, Richard Branson. I just like him because... He really is a master of creating his personal brand. And you remember all the stunts he did when he went to, when he started his own Coca-Cola. He came in with, with a, with a tank, a military tank in New York, you know, and declared right. on Coca-Cola. And I mean, you have to do this once and then you have publicity for the rest of your life for this business, you know, and, and he's just an incredible, I read his biography, Richard Branson, Virgin Brand, the Virgin. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it's in the biography, but it, there's the story when he started his record company. Oh, yeah. And he, when he had meetings, he used to get somebody, he used to give a, a bag of coins to one of his people and get them to go to a, a phone box down the road. Mm-hmm. This is obviously all well before cell phones. <laughs> go to a phone box down the road and call his office every minute. So that during his meeting, the phone was always ringing and it always appeared like he was really busy, even though he wasn't. So it was, yeah. it, those kind of things. And he obviously took that, as you pointed out, like with the tank with Coca-Cola and dressing up as a bride and yeah. all those stunts, that, those creative ways of getting his name out there. And yeah, he really, he's, he's a great example. He really changed also the, the way people do business nowadays. We are used to it when we go to a, a bookstore in America. And we go and we can sit down on the sofa. We can have a cup of coffee. We can have 10 books here and look in before we buy it. Then we buy it and we check out. But that was him with the record labels, the record stores. You know, that was the first time people could actually listen to it. And then, you know, you think about holding a rock and roll and people, the Rolling Stones, for instance, you know, or Frank Zappa, and they would go and, and have a, a recording session in the middle of London and had to wait three, four, five hours until they could record it. He put this mansion up there, a big mansion. 
where they could celebrate, smoke their dope, whatever. <laughs> and when they felt like recording, they could. There were several well, recording studios in that mansion. So he was really like a, a, a fascinating thing. And we are used to this kind of things now. We expect it already. Right. That's, that's very true. That's a, that's a very good point. What about a favorite business book or podcast? Okay. Well, business book, I really like, I, I've read so many books. I tell you, favorite, I think, is Peter Tracker. Peter Tracker is a Austrian, and uh, he's dead already. He lived always in California, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I say Austrian, because <laughs> I'm Austrian. <laughs> so I'm a little proud of it, but I saw him, actually. I met him, and I have to say, there is this one quote, and he has written many books. I really like all management stuff, and I was a, a managed, top, managed, top level manager for about 20 years, so I liked his books. And so there's this story, this, this quote in it, and I love it. And he says, the purpose of a business is to create one customer. And how many people don't keep that in mind? It, mm. it, it is like that one customer. Because when you have that one customer, that is your ideal customer, you know what to do to get 10 or 100. It's just like with the internet. When you have just $1, when you can make $1 on the internet, you can make 10,000 mm. or 100,000. I love that. So, I love that. And the, the second thing is that he's in the same quote. He says, and that's what he probably like even more. Uh, marketing is the only, a lot of people disagree with this, but that's what he said. And I believe it actually, because I know it from my own experience. Marketing is not a cost. It's an investment. If you do it right, everything else, every activity is in the value chain. Everything else in the business is a cost. They can say what they want, but the accountant, everybody, and people will be offended by me, but they are not an investment. They are a cost because. The only thing that brings a client in the door, that is an investment. That's basically what he said in the quote. And I paraphrased it, of course. <laughs> and do you have a, a new resource or tool that you're enjoying using right now? Yeah, like chat GPT. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's fascinating. If you can use it, it's fascinating. But you know, if you, most people probably use it maybe a little bit and then they get frustrated with it. It just works differently than Google and all this but it can help you become 10 times more productive. Yeah, and I would say. Sorry, go on. Uh, it can help you a lot with marketing stuff, marketing yeah. material and all this. Yeah, I, I, I was on a podcast or it was a webinar the, the other week and it re this person was really good at using it, but the, the thing that really underlined was the prompts. It's being able to prompt these AI tools to really get you the answer that you want. and. That was, it was golden. The, the way that they used it was just mm -hmm. unbelievable seeing what came out versus yes. typically what you would get if you just did, like, like you say, a normal Google search or something. Yeah, it's not an algorithm. It has an algorithm in it, but it's a language model and it's artificial. So it's artificial intelligence. So you have to really converse with that, like you have a human being in front of you. So if you didn't explain something really well enough, don't ask it questions. Right. It has to have the whole picture. And then ask the question. And don't do too much in the beginning. Just do it step by step by step and you get the best results. Right. Yeah. Good point. So, Joseph, I've enjoyed our conversation. How can people find out more about you and, and the services you offer? It's my website. It's understandable. So it's my Austrian accent. <laughs> and it's uh, guestexpertsonair.com. Guestexpertsonair.com. Okay. That's the website and that's where everything is. And I'm going to some also offer a few little books and more than just what I do. Like I do the booking services for uh, elite professionals. I bring them together with elite podcasts. So that's what I do. It's as you can't do it otherwise. You can't get somebody on elite 
on elite podcasts if they are not already elite professionals, unless they are so super interesting. They might not even have a, a website, but they have just a real great framework and compelling story. Then they go on this high level podcast as well. Right. But usually you have to have that correlation. That's what I do. Okay. Wonderful. I love that niching. That's great. Okay. So we'll make sure that is in the show notes as well. Thank you. And uh, Joseph, thank you for joining us today and, and have yourself a brandtastic day. <laughs> well, that was a privilege to be on your show and I really enjoyed it. I resonate a lot with you because I like all the things, branding, and you are the expert in this. And I've listened to several shows of yours. They're each time fascinating to listen. Thank you very much for having me on the show, Paul. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Well, was that brandtastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business? So get to it. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.